Good evening. Our top story tonight, the Super Bowl is in the books. Patrick Mahomes is now a three-time Super Bowl champion, and I think it's official. Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. We'll have the breakdown on why. We'll talk about what happened at the Super Bowl. Can Kyle Shanahan financially recover from this? And so much more. And by the way, make sure to subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel. You can catch us live there coming in seven days a week at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Catch a Han tomorrow. Catch Bradley on Thursday. Then we've got Toomey and we've got Matt Babich on the weekend as well. So many good things coming to you on Player Profiler today. And so we are back and we are here to talk about the fact that Tom Brady is officially behind Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he has to be at this point, right? I mean, you can make your arguments, but have you watched Patrick Mahomes? Have you watched Tom Brady? I have seen both of them in their primes and Patrick Mahomes is just playing football at a different level, but what actually makes Patrick Mahomes better than Tom Brady? Well, it's pretty much everything. Everything that Tom Brady has accomplished through his first seven years is not as impressive as what Patrick Mahomes has accomplished. Now, pa Tom Brady and the Patriots did go back-to-back -back in 2003-2004. Chiefs are the first team to go back-to-back -back since then, joining the 97-98 Broncos, the 92-93 Cowboys, the 88-89 49ers. The Steelers went back-to-back -back twice in the 70-78-79, 74-75. We also have the Dolphins in 72-73, and the Packers winning the first two Super Bowls going back-to-back. -back. So the Chiefs have gone back-to-back -back for the first time since Tom Brady did it in 2004. Patrick Mahomes has 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It was a rough interception, but he rebounds. He plays his best football in the fourth quarter and in overtime. That final drive in overtime completes all eight of his passes. Two massive runs to convert first downs. Patrick Mahomes just had himself a day. And when you look, at those first seven seasons from both Tom Brady and Patrick Holmes. Both have played 96 games. They are tied. They are even in games played. So there is no counting stats biases here. It's the same amount of games played from Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady through seven seasons. And Patrick Mahomes beats Tom Brady in wins. So his record, but wins are in a QB stat. So let's move on to completion percentage. Patrick Mahomes wins there. Patrick Mahomes is thrown for more yards. He averages more yards per attempt and more yards per game. Obviously, if he has more total yards, he averages more yards per game. Patrick Mahomes has more passing touchdowns, has fewer interceptions, has a better passer rating, more rush yards, more rush yards per attempt, more rushing touchdowns, more Pro Bowls, and more All-Pros than Tom Brady did at this point in his career. The only area where Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are tied is Super Bowls with three and Super Bowl. And actually, it's not even Super Bowl MVPs anymore because Patrick Mahomes got his third Super Bowl MVP. So that's it. The only area you can compare Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes over their first seven seasons is Super Bowl wins with three each. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Insane. Absurd. 
whatever you want to call it. Patrick Mahomes is the man. And we've got our friend in the chat. Yes, and it's not even close, dude. Just consistently good slash great in the playoffs. So Brady got lucky a lot of times putting up dud performance and coming away with the W. I don't know if I agree with that. This is no slander to Tom Brady. Tom Brady is incredible. Tom Brady has been incredible in the Super Bowl included in his comeback wins against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan offense once again. Tom Brady's been incredible, but that's just how special Patrick Mahomes is. That's how special Patrick Mahomes has been. Now, there's still a long time left, so if you want to say Tom Brady is the GOAT because of career longevity and resume, I understand, but I disagree. Patrick Mahomes is simply the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. And at this point in his career, he is better than Tom Brady was at this point in his career. So Patrick Mahomes is the best player, the best quarterback of all time. We'll get to more news and information, more Super Bowl reactions right after this word from the Potfather. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Betel. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Betel platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Betel is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20 you get 50 Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. And so we are back. And just a reminder, Patrick Mahomes is now second all-time in playoff wins. Obviously, Tom Brady is first with 35. No surprise there. Also won't be surprised when Patrick Mahomes catches him. But all the quarterbacks tied for third behind him with 13 wins. We've got Peyton Manning. We've got John Elway. We've got Terry Bradshaw. We've got Steve Young. And that's it. Oh, sorry. Actually, Patrick Mahomes is third all time. Joe Montana has 16 playoff wins. So next season, Patrick Mahomes will also pass Joe Montana. But moving on to the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey had quite a day. A slow start for Travis Kelsey. Ends the day with nine receptions for 93 yards. Apparently, he had the best speech ever the night before the Super Bowl. And he had perhaps the biggest gaffe of the night, or not 
biggest off-field gaffe because it was on the sideline. Patrick Mahomes is number one option. Travis Kelsey just manhandling Andy Reid on the sideline. Water under the bridge, even though there are people out there who are crying. Oh, they, they should bench him for the rest of the game, all because they don't like Taylor Swift. But Travis Kelsey should not have been benched because he's Travis Kelsey. Star players who have been with a coach that long are afforded a little bit of extra leeway. According to Andy Reid, the dispute was Travis Kelsey wanted to be on the field even though it was a fumble on a run play. Kelsey wanted to be out there blocking. And Andy Reid said, he just caught me off balance. You know, it wasn't as bad as it looked. I just wasn't balanced when he grabbed me and manhandled me. But Travis Kelsey is going to be back in 2024. Andy Reid is going to be back in 2024. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, they are all running it back. And at this point, who can stop them? Because Patrick Mahomes, the last four players on the Kansas City Chiefs to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Well, we have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had a touchdown last night. We have McCole Hardman. He had a touchdown last night. We have Kadarius Toney, and we have Sky Moore. Those are the last four players to score touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is what Patrick Mahomes has been working with going back-to-back -back in the Super Bowl after trading Tyreek Hill, and the number two wide receiver on the night, or at least in terms of yardage, was McCole Harden at 57 yards and a touchdown. Justin Watson had 54 on three grabs. Rasheed Rice was number two on the team in receptions with six, but only 39 yards, had five yards rushing and a fumble. Doesn't matter. Rasheed Rice is still now the record holder for the most receptions by a rookie in the playoffs ever with 26. Now, Sam Laporta in one fewer game than Rasheed Rice, had 21 receptions. So is there, there's an alternate universe out there where this is Sam Laporta's record. Unfortunately, though, Kansas City Chiefs, Rasheed Rice have the record, and congrats to the Chiefs. Now, there is some controversy. The overtime, should the 49ers have taken the ball? Should they have kicked to the Kansas City Chiefs? By all accounts, it doesn't overly matter. The 49ers took the ball thinking, okay, if we score and the Chiefs score, then we'll get the ball back and it'll be sudden death. But problem with that is they settle for a field goal. Now you have to hold Patrick Mahomes to a field goal. Ugh, that's looking rough. And then the other problem is the Chiefs admit after the game, yeah, if they had scored a touchdown and seven points, we were going for the two-point conversion. We've practiced this. We know this was coming. We have been waiting for this moment where... In the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, team goes up seven points in overtime. We win by one score by going for two. Put it all on the line. You don't even get that third opportunity. So the Chiefs got what they want. Now, if we don't actually have a sample size, there is no sample size that exists for this new overtime. It just, the data is not there. It's too new of a rule. So we don't know how this is going to play out over the long term. And really, until... This becomes part of the regular season overtime rules. We're never going to have enough data to know, should you receive, should you kick? Anecdotally, there's advantages both ways that cancel each other out. So did the 49ers make the right decision? I think it's a moot point. I don't think it really matters. Either way, the 49ers lose. Kyle Shanahan blows another Super Bowl. The Chiefs have some key free agents. Chris Jones, Legarius Sneed, Willie Gay, and Mike Dana, four of their top defenders. Mike Edwards, also a starting safety. Drew Tranquil, a rotational piece at linebacker as well. 
And on offense, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Elair are both free agents. McCall Hardman, Richie James, and Blaine Gabbert as well. Same with left tackle Donovan Smith. So they do have some free agents for the Kansas City Chiefs. They can free up some money. They do have about $24 million in cap space already. Patrick Mahomes is going to get an extension. They're going to work with his contract to free up even more money and keep this machine chugging along. Whereas the 49ers, they do not have a lot of money. They've only got about $2 million. In fact, less than $2 million in salary cap for 2024. And they've got some serious free agents. They've got Chase Young and Javon Kinlaw, two of their defensive linemen. Tayshawn Gibson starting safety. Both of their backup linebackers, Oren Burks, who stepped in for Dre Greenlaw and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. They're both free agents. Rotational pieces, Cleland Farrell, Randy Gregory, and Kevin Givens, and Sebastian Joseph Day, free agents as well. Whereas on the offensive side, not losing a whole lot. Backup tight ends, Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner. Chris Conley, backup wide receiver, John Feliciano, who was a starter on the offensive line for them, surprisingly enough, wouldn't be a starter on most other offenses and Sam Darnold backup quarterback. So those are the players that the 49ers have to reside and we'll see how this offense keeps chugging along. Is Brock Purdy going to be back on another deal paying him less than a million dollars? He can sign a contract extension now. So is he going to get one? I mean, it's not in the best interest of the 49ers to sign to an extension, but Brock Purdy is objectively making too little dollars, 255 yards, TD pass, but he got shut down in the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy was fine. He was okay. He was able to make some plays and he didn't make any crucial mistakes. But Brock Purdy is not elite. He's not going to be elite. He's just a good quarterback. And if you have to pay a good quarterback premium dollars, well, that kind of changes everything for the San Francisco 49ers offense. George Kittle making top dollar. Brandon Ayuk's going to be a free agent. He's going to have to get paid in the near future. Debo Samuel already on a massive contract. Christian McCaffrey on a big contract. They're about to lose Jawan Jennings to free agency. He is, or actually, no, he's back. Jawan Jennings is back. But four of four touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey, touchdown reception from Brock Purdy. And really, Jawan Jennings would have been the MVP, either him or Christian McCaffrey had the 49ers win. If Christian McCaffrey scores that overtime touchdown to win for the 49ers, then it's probably CMC. He has 160 yards on the day. He'd have two touchdowns or you have Jawan Jennings touchdown pass, touchdown reception, four of four receiving. Those probably would have been the two options. And either way, it's not Brock Purdy. And so at this point, Brock Purdy's never going to beat the game manager allegations, no matter what he does. That's just going to be his typecast in the NFL, the game manager. Now, he's a very good game manager. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. But at some point, these weapons are going to go away. They're not going to be able to pay everyone once they have to start paying Brock Purdy. It's going to be very, very interesting for the San Francisco 49ers over the next couple of years. Not a clickbait headline at all. I already explained earlier in the show why Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady, and that's because he is better than Tom Brady in literally every category except for Super Bowl wins. They're tied 3-3. Three to three. Everything else, Patrick Mahomes clears Tom Brady in their first 96 starts, their first seven years. So no, not clickbait at all. Brock Purdy didn't lose the game for San Francisco 49ers. He didn't win it either. That is the perfect way to phrase it. Brock Purdy didn't lose the game. 
he just didn't win it either. And that's going to be what makes things so interesting over the next couple of years for the San Francisco 49ers. Is he just cheaper, slightly better Jimmy Garoppolo? Going to be very curious to see how this shakes out. 49ers also took a massive blow on defense. Dre Greenlaw tore his Achilles running onto the field. Sometimes freak injuries just happen. We wish Dre Greenlaw a speedy recovery, but just how heartbreaking to have that type of injury happen in the Super Bowl. So not only do you not get to finish the game, you're not going to start the year playing football. You're not going to recover in time, more than likely. And so you're going to be on the PUP list. You're going to miss a couple games to start the season. And you'll be at risk for the rest of the season. So heart goes out to Dre Greenlaw. Hope he gets well soon. Just devastating. Absolutely devastating. Clint Kubiak, the passing game coordinator of the 49ers, is also leaving, headed to the Saints to become their new offensive coordinator, which was expected. Can you imagine what Mahomes would be like if he had the weapons Tua or Purdy had? Oh, I mean, we did see Patrick Mahomes with the weapons that Tua had. We did see Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill. It was incredible, but he doesn't even need Tyreek Hill. He doesn't even need DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't need anyone. It's just, of course, he needs someone. Rasheed Rice stepping up over the season. Travis Kelsey is a future Hall of Famer if he retires today. But you understand what I mean. Patrick Mahomes is just pure magical. I disdain Mahomes, but he is the GOAT in training. Absolutely. And if you want to say Tom Brady is still the GOAT because of the resume, because of all the championship rings, I understand. But Patrick Mahomes is just better. Look at the stats. Watch Patrick Mahomes play football. He's like a Greek god, a centaur, a magician, whatever you want to call it. Patrick Mahomes is just out, an alien, because he is out of this world. And so, how do you beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, you either need Joe Burrow, because we've seen him do it, or Tom Brady. Is that it? Because Josh Allen hasn't been able to do it. Mar Jackson hasn't been able to do it. Jared Goff did it with the Detroit Lions, but it's going to be rough. And there's going to be a lot of teams looking for that quarterback that can elevate them to the heights of the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people hoping that Caleb Williams can do that for the Chicago Bears. Caleb Williams is the favorite. We have draft odds released by both DraftKings and FanDuel at this point. And we're hearing, we're seeing Caleb Williams still the favorite to go to the Chicago Bears. Over to Washington Commanders. I didn't actually see Drake May's odds. Not that they weren't there, but I just didn't see them. Jaden Daniels, favorite to go to the New England Patriots over the Washington Commanders. So that would assume that Drake May to the Commanders, number two, that would be the most likely option. You also have J.J. McCarthy, most likely to go to the Minnesota Vikings. Bo Nix, most likely to go to the Broncos or the Vikings. Those two teams are tied with the Falcons and Raiders, also in the running for Bo Nix. Michael Penix is favorited to go to the Seattle Seahawks with the Vikings in second. Falcons, Raiders, and Broncos following in behind. So the quarterback class is going to be very interesting Starting to sound like, and we always hear this, there's always one quarterback that gets steamed up and then falls. We're starting to hear four quarterbacks in the first round. We know Caleb Williams. We know Drake May. We know Jaden Daniels. Now it's starting to sound like J.J. McCarthy could go first round. Sound like Bo Nix, more of a second rounder. Michael Penix, second rounder, third rounder. But could be four quarterbacks going in the first round of this draft class. Or it could just be three like last year and someone falls like Will Levis and still ends up being a starter in the NFL. 
Marvin Harrison is the official favorite to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Brock Bowers, the favorite to go to the Los Angeles Chargers, as is Blake Corum. But we're also hearing that Brock Bowers, while he could go to the Chargers, it's probably more of a wide receiver or a cornerback for the Chargers. And with the wide receiver talent being so heavy, sounds like that could be the move for the Chargers. Rome Odunze or Malik Neighbors, probably the two favorites to go to the Chargers at that position. But Brock Bowers, the betting favorite to go to the Chargers, followed by the Titans. Other news updates around the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made a transaction at quarterback. Haven't officially moved on from Kenny Pickett yet. He's obviously going to be on the team in 2024. But Mitchell Trubisky won't. Mitchell Trubisky has been cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had moved his way down to third string quarterback behind Kenny Pickett, behind Mason Rudolph. The Steelers are hoping to bring Mason Rudolph back. We're also hearing that they are likely to sign Ryan Tannehill and reunite him with Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith had his best years with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had his best years with Arthur Smith. Though, we're also hearing that Justin Fields is well-liked by the Pittsburgh Steelers, that Mike Tomlin is a big, big fan of Justin Fields. Could that be the move? Could Justin Fields come to Pittsburgh, become the new QB1? One thing's for sure, Justin Fields is a hell of a lot better than Kenny Pickett. This offense would be a hell of a lot more dangerous with Justin Fields under center. Steelers also cut their starting right tackle, or sorry, former starting right tackle, Chucks Okorafor. He was benched during the season, even though he probably shouldn't have been. They probably should have benched left tackle Dan Moore instead. But they benched Chucks Okorafor. They put in Broderick Martin, or no, Broderick Jones, sorry, at right tackle. Hopefully they make the, the flip, have Martin play, or have Jones play left tackle, have... Uh, the whatever make the swap Dan Moore play right tackle hopefully they make that decision and they also cut their punter Presley Harvin the third seventh round pick in 2021 these three moves save almost 13 million dollars for the Pittsburgh Steelers they're gonna have some money to spend they are going to be making some moves hopefully adding a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett I hope I hope it's Justin Fields and not Ryan Tannehill if it's Ryan Tannehill the Pittsburgh Steelers are just par for the course they're going to make the playoffs or be borderline playoffs eliminated first round if they make it at all but they're going to be looking for a new quarterback as are the new england patriots the reports are that the patriots could trade back from the third overall pick after addressing quarterback in free agency now this is going to be tough because we've got kirk cousins in free agency and the vikings do want kirk cousins back but is the price tag going to be too much potentially but would the Patriots pay that price tag? Who knows? So Kirk Cousins is available. Baker Mayfield is also available, but he's probably going back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And after that, we already talked about Ryan Tannehill. Sam Darnold could be this year's Baker Mayfield. We're hearing reports that the Minnesota Vikings could be in on Sam Darnold, trying to reclaim his career like Baker Mayfield just did. Patriots could also go out and get Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Tyler Huntley, Gardner Minshew. Joe Flacco, Terod Taylor, Josh Dobbs, Drew Locke, or Marcus Mariota. So do I believe that the Patriots could address quarterback in free agency and trade back from three? No. No, I do not. I believe the Patriots are going to be drafting a quarterback at three. Because unless you get Kirk or you make a trade or sign Russell Wilson after he's released, that's it. Those are your options. Those are your 
options to replace Mac Jones. Anything else just kind of falls flat. So I think the Patriots are going to be drafting a quarterback. We'll see what the Broncos do with Russell Wilson. And we'll see where some of these wide receivers land as well. Aaron Rodgers is already recruiting Devontae Adams, trying to get him to come to the New York Jets. Tyreek Hill was spotted in a Detroit Lions jersey at the Super Bowl in Vegas, wearing a Barry Sanders number 20. Ooh, absolutely love that. Imagine Tyreek Hill with the Detroit Lions. Lions could make the Super Bowl. Lions very well could make the Super Bowl. They're already fourth in betting odds behind the 49ers, the Chiefs, and I think the Bills are third. But either way, going to be a very, very exciting season. Can you imagine? Oh, what's the... What's the highlight of Super Bowl? Taylor Swift chugging a beer seemed the most entertaining. That was up there. Lil John and Ludacris coming out at the halftime show also made it absolutely fantastic. In game coaching, the only thing that can beat Mahomes, situational coaching, very, very fair point. QB1 in rookie class, J.J. McCarthy going to Atlanta at 8. Mark down. Stay tuned for Mock Draft Live and watch me take him at 105. This is true. Make sure you stay tuned after this show. To Mock Draft Live, it'll be live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. We are back with Mock Draft Live. Our talented, talented analysts draft it every week, I think. I think it's going to be every week, every Monday at 7.30 p.m. right after this show. So you got to tune into that. J.J. McCarthy is gaining some steam. He is the QB1 for the mad scientist Aaron St. Dennis. He's the QB1 for, oh, who was it that I saw a QB1? There's someone. Was it? Ah, I don't know. I'm seeing JJ McCarthy starting to be QB one. It was Jim Harbaugh. It's now the mad scientist. Now someone else as well, but JJ McCarthy starting to get that steam. Will he end up being drafted that high? Probably not. Probably going to be Caleb Williams drafted as QB one, but JJ McCarthy at the very least, we're hearing consistently that he's going to be drafted in the top 10, even if, all of the rankings haven't caught up at this point. I think Washington goes QB. I'd like to see how we'll get another chance. I think he needs to develop and could be great. I absolutely think the Washington Commanders go with a quarterback. Sam Howell is not the answer. The fact that at the end of the season, he was benched for Jacoby Brissett. We all love a gunslinger, but Sam Howell is a backup quarterback in the NFL. I had high hopes, but... You can't fumble that much and throw that many interceptions because it wasn't just the interceptions. It was the fumbles, which were historically bad, and the sacks because a lot of those sacks that Sam Howell take took were brought on by himself. So I think the commanders absolutely move on from Sam Howell, and I think that is the correct decision to draft a quarterback, especially when you have that second overall pick and three-star quarterbacks, well, two-star quarterbacks, because Caleb Williams is probably going to be off the board, staring you in the face. Final news and notes across the NFL. Hassan Reddick has been given permission to request, or sorry, to seek a trade, the edge rusher for the Philadelphia Eagles, who has been on a tear the past couple seasons. He could be on the move. He is looking for a long-term contract extension last year of his deal, so he is looking to get the bag in addition to the trade, which makes things more complicated. Teams don't want to give up the assets required for a player this caliber of Hassan Reddick and then have to pay him a massive contract. So that could make it a sticky situation. Bryce Huff, on the other hand, of the New York Jets, he is expected to hit free agency and get the bag. He's not going to be back, back with the Jets. So he could land with a team like the Jaguars or the Bears, who have also been linked to Danielle Hunter, the Minnesota Vikings edge rusher 
Pro Bowl player. I believe he's been an All-Pro in the past as well. Danielle Hunter wants to return to the Minnesota Vikings, but knows that he's got to get paid. We'll see how that shakes out. Final couple pieces of news across the NFL. Dalton Schultz wants to return to the Houston Texans, and I mean, who wouldn't? Duh. You get to play with C.J. Stroud. You get arguably the most accurate quarterback in the NFL already throwing you the football, and he's just in year one. Yeah, I'd want to play with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud too. So congrats to Dalton Schultz and his agent for putting that out there. Hopefully he receives a long-term deal to save with C.J. Stroud. But C.J. Stroud did give us his dream team, his dream offense. And most of this, not surprising at all. Outside wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Outside wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Tight end, we've got Travis Kelsey. Running back, we've got Jameer Gibbs. But it's that slot receiver that you should be paying attention to. In C.J. Stroud's dream offense, his slot receiver is still Tank Dell. Tank Dell is C.J. Stroud's guy. Nico Collins already being drafted in round two on underdog insane because tank Dell is the wide receiver one of the houston texans and will be as long as he's with cj stroud hey i want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in it's important to me that all of our media be free this is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business So please subscribe to the All-In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.